0: as you are seated. Thanks be to God for our time together. So we're going to spend a few minutes in the Word this morning, and before I we enter into this story in Scripture, I want to remind you that the phrase the sons of the prophet referred to a school of men that followed the main prophet around and learned skills in being prophets from In this case, it's Elisha, the prophet in the Old Testament. So the sons of the prophet are are guys that are training him to be prophets, basically, in that era. And I think that's all you need to know before you hear this story. So let's enter into God's word together as we experience how he'd us this morning. The wife of one of the sons of the prophet came to Elisha. And said, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know how we love the Lord. But now the creditor is coming to take my two sons away as slaves. Elisha said to the woman, what do you want me to do for you? What do you have in your house? The woman responded, your servant has nothing at all except a jar of oil. And Elisha said to her, go. Go to your neighbors and ask for empty jars and don't get just a few. Then go into your house and shut the doors and fill the jars with oil. When the jar is full, put it to the side. And the woman did so. She went home and she and her two sons went inside her house and she closed the door behind them. And the sons brought her an empty jar, and she filled the jar with oil. When the jar was full, she put it to the side and asked her sons to bring her another one. When the last jar was filled, she said to her sons, Bring me another one. And her son replied, There are no more. And the oil stopped flowing. Then the woman went back to the man of God and told told him what she'd done. And he said to her, Now go, sell the oil, pay the creditor, and live on what is remaining. That's the end of our story today. (laughs) So um, it starts with the wife of one of the sons of the prophet. So who would like to repeat what you remember? You don't do it perfectly from this story. So who would like to repeat what you remember? Was that a yes? I know, I don't know, I don't know. Everybody's like, he's not like, yeah, me, is he? So, who would like to try? Just give it a try. Okay, Joy, you ready? Looks like you're talking. You're not talking? Okay. <laughs> Looks like you started talking. I can remember Okay. You can remember something? Yeah. Okay. Okay. They filled the jars in the room, the door. Yours? Mine is what? And you know how he what? <coughs> Loved the Lord, right? But now who's coming? I to take your away? Right? Yeah. To credit her to take my two sons as slaves. And Elisha asked her a question. What do you want? And then he asked a second question. What do you yeah. want? Yeah, you have in your house. And the woman answered, saying, Your servant has what? Nothing at all. And then she remembered, except a jar of oil. And Elisha said, Phew. Guys, just give her some money. I don't know what to do with this person. I mean, that's like, that's like nothing. I mean, what are you supposed to do with that, right? Is that what Elisha said? No. no. What did he say? Go to your, and ask for what? And how many? Not just a few. Yeah, I'm caring about as many as you can get. Yeah, not just a few. And then go into your house and shut the door. And what should she do with those empty jars? And when a jar is full. And so she did that were told, she went to her home and closed the doors behind her and her two sons, and she began to fill the jars with oil, and what did she do with the jars they were full? Right? And when the last jar was filled, what did she say to her son? Bring me, another. Bring me another jar. And what happened to the oil then? When he said there are no more jars, the oil stopped flowing. And then she went back and told the man of God what she'd done, and what did he tell her to do? Sell the oil, pay the creditor, and then live on what is remaining. Yeah. I, I'm just wondering, what might it have felt like to this woman, who's been widowed and left with these two sons, to be facing the possibility that her sons will be taken to be sold into slavery in order to pay the debt? What might that have felt like to this woman? Yes. Devastating. Yeah. How else my it fell? Terrible. What was that? Terrible, Terrible? yeah. The end. What? The end. The end, yeah. Yeah. It's like you can relate to this lady. Like, this is a bad situation, right? So we have the beginning of the story. The wife of one of the sons of the prophet came to Elisha and said, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You know how he really feared the Lord. Now the creditor's coming to take my two sons away as slaves. And Elisha said to her, What do you want me to do for you? What do you have in your house? So I'm wondering, just at the beginning of the story, if this woman was facing that huge debt, and the creditor's coming to take the sons, what other choices might she have had other than going to Elisha? She chose to go to Elisha to help the problem. What other choices might she have had in that culture, in that era, as a widow she could have run away run away okay yeah take the sons and flee right there's nothing in her house anyway apparently right the jar of oil okay run away what else could she have done she could
1: have gotten remarried if someone was
0: willing to remarry her, her. Yeah. Okay. Got, got remarried if Fine. someone was
1: willing
0: to take her so. okay there you go yeah and I come with a debt okay can you pay my debt right alright could have gotten remarried What else could she have done? I don't don't think that she had a lot of choices. Okay, say more about that. Well, it's it's not like she could go get a a job at a store. Right. You know, like, you know, if she's older and she's not, she doesn't usually, I think back then, people came with (laughs) a Is that right? Yeah, the reality back then is that as a widow, you were without place in society, right? And there was not a way to get a job in the store. (laughs) So you're right. She really didn't have many options in that. So do we learn anything about this woman's character? That her first line of defense was to go to her husband's former employer, Elisha, the man of God. She went to Elisha, the man of God. Anything we might learn about her, that was her first choice go to him rather than getting remarried or running away or whatever other like the only job option I can think of was the, is the oldest uh, yeah. Yeah, job in history and that's probably not what she wanted to do so anyway uh, so so uh, like what let we learn about her character that she came to Elisha she had faith faith okay how do you see faith that she trusted that she would find an answer Okay, she trusted. She could find answer. What else do we see in this woman that she came to Elisha to seek help? Do you learn anything about her by what she said? It's really interesting. I mean, she could have come to him and said, "Um, "Can you pay this bill, please?" But you notice this is what she said: "Your servant, my husband is dead. You know how you revered the Lord." Now the creditor's coming to take my two cents away as slaves. Do you notice what she doesn't do? Ask for anything, right? Your servant, my husband, is dead. No, I regret the Lord. Now the creditor's coming to take my two cents away as slaves. Anything we might learn about her by the fact that she came with a statement, not a request. I'm like, would you have come with a request? Like, help? She's pretty bold. She's pretty bold. Yeah, what a mom, right? She's going to take, nobody's taking my sons (laughs) away. Right? Okay, it's pretty bold. What else do you think about this? Because of mine, yeah.
1: One way I see this is to turn it around by saying that Christ, or Elijah, and reflecting Christ, was willing to show that a woman could take care of herself and had the opportunities to do that a little bit of guidance of help. I.e., a woman could be an asset to the society which at that time was not always Wow. Because
0: okay. Yeah. Right. said that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Interesting, powerful picture, right? The, uh, the, so you've moved on ahead of the story a little bit. So, the, so Elisha says to her, what do you want me to do for you? What do you have in your house? And she says, your servant has nothing at all except a jar of oil. And do you, like, so you're seeing from Elisha there that the re, the way he reached out to her gave her opportunity or ownership, right? Ownership. Like, and involved showed her, her, showed her. Involved her in the situation. Exactly. So he didn't have to do that, did he? He could have sent exactly. one of his runners. He could have done something else, right? One of the other sons of the prophet could Comment on something, but so he he gives her ownership. Isn't that interesting? Like he didn't have to give her ownership. What do you have in your house? Notice your servant has nothing at all. What can we learn about what she's been doing to pay this debt? By the fact she says your servant has nothing at all. What's she been doing? I think she sold everything. Could have sold everything. Yeah. Your servant has nothing at all except a jar of oil. Now, if that was an accurate depiction, I'm picturing a house with no furnishings left, right? No table. Well, they didn't have tables. Okay, so tables and chairs. Didn't do chairs back then anyway. So you have all these kind of things. And whatever they had, they did. she didn't have any of it. She'd set it out the door to try to pay the debt Trying to pay the debt. Desperate to pay the debt. Your servant has nothing at all. And Elisha says to her, Go, go to your neighbors and borrow empty jars. And don't borrow just a few. Then go to your house and shut the door behind you and your sons. And fill the jars with oil when the jar is full. Pull it to the side. The woman did so. She went home and shut the door behind her and her, and her two sons. And began to fill the jars with oil. When the jar was full, she put it aside. When the last jar was full, she said to her son, Bring me another jar. And he said, There are no more. And the oil stopped flowing. Then she told the man of God what she'd done, and he said to her, Now go, sell the oil, pay the creditor, and live on what is remaining. Isn't it interesting? Elisha gives those directions to her what to do. I don't know. Would you have asked questions about this directive? I'm surprised the woman doesn't say a thing. Are you? She doesn't say, tell me again. Like, what am I supposed to do? Empty jars. What am I going to do with empty jars? Did you not hear? I have a jar of oil. I'm not a jar of oil. I have a jar of oil. You know, I mean, can you imagine that? Do we learn anything about this woman? That when Elisha said to do this impossible, wild oh my gosh, over the top thing, go borrow to jars and fill them with oil with a little tea oil you have in the house. She didn't ask a question. She just did it. And she trusted that there was going to be enough left after she sold that. Yes. For her to take care yes. of the questions. I mean, like, I mean, put, like, just imagine yourself into the situation. Wouldn't you have asked some question? Like, this woman, what did we learn we, we saw her as bold earlier. Anything we see about her, we saw faith earlier. Anything else we see in her character, that she just takes him at his word and does it.
1: She was wise. She
0: wise? Was wise. Uh, say more about wise. She
1: just knew that she
0: was going to be taken care of. Mm. She knew that she was going to be taken care of. She'd come to the source, right. and she got directives, and you're saying, and she knew he was going to be taken Why? care of. And what might it have done for her, Norm, you, you you mentioned this, what might it have done for her to suddenly be involved in her own miracle?
1: Maybe he gave her some more self-respect back.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah, she's suddenly like, whew, so much, so much back. What else it might anything else you think of that might have done for her to um hold my oil I got there? Oh, is that? hold oh, my oil I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> so, she does what he says. And the oil keeps flowing out of her jar. What impact might this have had on her boys? To watch this jar of oil, whatever size, it wasn't that big. It wasn't large enough to fill empty jars, right? To watch it non-stop flowing, how might that have impacted them to see this amazing thing taking place before their eyes? It was going to be amazing for all, her and the boys. And the street
1: read there, his last sentence to her, when got four of them there to take care of and I something.
0: This is something that will last for a long time once you get into this, which is, like, remarkable, right? <laughs> it's the best, this is the best quality oil anybody, it's the purest olive oil I've ever seen in my life, right? It's like fantastic stuff. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? This is like, the, this is gone oil. Like, they probably sell it in jars somewhere, right? Now, so, They could have been, right? They could have been little. We don't know, and we don't know the age of the widow either, right? I mean, a widow doesn't mean old. We think old, but it, it could be she could be a young woman that has these two small sons whose husband has died, right? So, it's the dynamics of this are so remarkable, and the impact, the life impact of the story in their lives. And so, the man of God says to sell it, and she sells it, pay the creditor, and live on what's remaining. The story says the boy's debt or her debt, or does it really say? Excuse me? It's her husband, so it's the boy's debt. No, the debt, I mean. Oh, the debt. You know, the debt, whose debt is it? That's a great question.
1: And, and the point I'm making is, if the boys were young,
0: they probably wouldn't have a debt father, you know, they'd have to get out on their own, and do the thing, mm-hmm. Well, if they were too young to be able to do that, right? They couldn't have helped with paying the debt, right? Right. Yeah. but they still could. The the
1: guy helped the person and helped the debt still might want to take the the, the children away. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they were grown because of the interaction of uh, the widow being supported by her sons, and if they go away, then she. Well.
0: And as children, they couldn't support her, right? And I think I hear you asking at the beginning of the question, like whose debt was it? There are, if you, we compared 12 translations on that question actually, um, so some, our team, and, and eight of the translations says it's the creditor is coming, and four of them say his creditor is coming. Imagine how that weighs the story differently. If it's the husband's debt, all of a sudden you have bitterness and what, the, what did he do that for kind of feelings. So we decided to go with the eight duck predators coming and just leave it as family debt. <laughs> just not confuse the story. The waters can get so murky so quickly. Yeah. And uh, just to take a few minutes with going further, guys, in the story we saw that this woman was desperate and desolate. Today we see in our culture women that feel desperate and desolate. And what might that look like Today? For women to feel that way in our culture.
1: One thing I find interesting is that when she had this problem, she chose to go to an individual, mm-hmm. to a problem. Rather than going to the organized religious community or go to the organized
0: political community, She went to an individual. But for her to Jesus? When we would reproach Jesus with problems. Uh huh. Yeah, so, so she went to an individual, and that's like going to Jesus with problems. Amen, amen. Insights bubble forth. <laughs> so, um, it, like if you look out across our land today, do you see women that feel desperate or desolate? And so, has have you known anybody, or have you ever felt desperate in your own life? I would like to share that experience. I know it's a little close to home. As you ponder that one, you notice that a woman went to an individual, to Elisha, to solve it. Um, today we see people taking their desperate circumstances to political organizations or religious organizations instead of to Jesus what might that look like today to take for people to take the request direct to Jesus what that what might that look like today or do we see people relying on government to solve something or a church to solve something and what does that look like do we have that happen today we live in a culture where we want somebody else to solve our problems. In so, many ways we do, right? So in this um, story, one thing we saw about this woman was she was bold and brave because of her choice and how this problem got solved. Today we see people demonstrating boldness in how they seek solutions for their problems. Say they come to mind that you think is a demonstration of boldness and seeking solutions to solve issues coming up in the labs. I feel like I, I can see brains moving, <laughs> mouths aren't moving, but brains are moving in this space. It's like you guys are just like pondering, it's like. So in the, in the story we saw that the man of God involved the woman in her own solution. Did we see organizations involving people in helping find their own solutions, or do we see organizations? Is that we're in the phone rings, Everybody checks. Is it mine? <laughs> so or do we see organizations um, like taking over and just? providing everything. What might the impact be if organizations saw themselves as wanting to assist people with discovering the ability they have for themselves rather than providing everything for them? Yeah? It like habitat for humanity, mm-hmm. for example. Habitat for humanity, thank you, yeah. Where they come alongside, and you have to put hours in on building your own house, don't you? That's a powerful picture, that isn't it? Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: When we reach out to God in that desperate moment, it's people who love Him who are able to respond. Exactly. To us. when she reached out to Elijah, she was reaching to God because he was God's prophet. And when we reach out, it's God's love through people, organizations, Absolutely. And family. Yeah. But it's always God's
0: yeah, I think that that's the problem with my first one of the earlier questions I asked about do we go to Jesus? Because it's like, well, yeah, we do. We can go to Jesus by going to Billy or, you know, going to Kelly. I can go to Jesus by going to this person and saying, hey, here's my problem. And they can help that problem be taken to Jesus, but also they can help find solutions and resolutions. So this story is found in uh, 2 Kings 4 1 7, which you know because I know it's on the screen. But if, if, You encounter stuff that's too big for you to carry. Is there anything from this story that might be an encouragement to you as you're going forward in your own walk?
1: There's always someone to help.
0: There's always someone to help. Thanks for that. That's great. You give it to God.
1: And... You don't know what you can and can't carry on your own. And I, I don't know the organization, but I, I remember seeing something a few weeks ago on the news where it was uh, people with addiction and they had them, uh, it was an organization they brought these people together, they uh, worked and they gave them skills and those skills got them jobs. Those jobs gave them money, but money gave them the ability to seek treatment and if they were the most successful, were able to be go from addiction and homelessness to recovery and having That's so, a beautiful, beautiful so story. So the way I look at it is buckets. Yeah, you know, with the God, He'll, he'll yeah, facilitate those that can help. He'll facilitate what you can and can't carry, hopefully. And then from there, you execute and the people execute upon that. And eventually whether it's tomorrow, next week, next month, so your your prayer finance. Right, yeah,
0: right, through all these different means. Yeah, thank you for that. And else, something you're taking with you from this story that might be encouraging to you in future things that feel too heavy to carry. I think
1: the big picture I have that someone in our lives is able to help us with whatever it is we need if we will go to them as we go to
0: God and ask or let them know, you know I, I think God places people in our lives that God places people in our lives to meet those needs as we go to God and ask Him and go to those people and speak to them Yeah, it's an incredible picture that's like the amazing way that God can work and continues to work Let's pray together. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you for allowing us to dig into a story and put the shovel and turn the soil and look for those treasures you put there for us. Thank you for the fact that we too can carry boldness and faith into our walks with you. As we encounter things that are too heavy, we can reach out to people around us to pray, support, encourage and help us find what resources we already have we may not be able to see. Thank you to are the God that meets needs that we don't even anticipate. Thank you for who you are. In the name of Jesus, amen.